Once again, not at the helm because Gene Jackson is enjoying leaving me on the screen. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Cheap Heat TV. I am Xander's on vacation. I am joined by the king of all wrestling media, Gene Jackson. Gene Jackson, what's up? Look at you on vacation and finally got my name right. We're uh, Dude, it's the first 59, time. We're 59 episodes in and so, the time you're on vacation, you get my name right. Let me, let me just say this real quick. I don't know how good the connection is going to be because like after the Sal interview, I don't. Is this is this sounding okay on my on your end, Gene? Yeah, I mean it don't sound okay, like perfect. it does when you're at your house, but I mean it sounds naturally. What it but is. so I'm, after the sale interview, there was so much like praise from like you know people at GP Television Network and all this other stuff. Smokey got me with some sponsors, and like I'm going on vacation to Long Beach. We're gonna go to San Diego, a Dodgers game, all paid with GP sponsorship money. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Damn, I ain't never had to pay for anything with cheap well, sponsorship yeah. money. What a crock of shit. Hey, I tell, I tell you what, if, if the night goes as well as I hope it does, you're going to get that vacation soon enough, big man. I promise. Well, I, I have to say, I'm kind of nervous about how this is going to go with you <laughs> being on your phone on vacation because with all the hell you've given guests and Shane Mako and different people about their connection and the background noise and all that, I got a feeling you're like you're gonna suffer through every bit of it just out of pure karma tonight. But I was not. gonna, I was gonna say, I actually feel kind of bad for all of our guests. I wouldn't want to want to come on our podcast either. You, you <laughs> if this is all I'm doing on my phone, over. yeah, I probably will. But I'm I'm deep in the south. I'm I'm leaving uh leaving tomorrow for Long Beach, so I'm gonna be in and out. So thanks for having me on, G Jackson. I know you'll lead the the ship correctly if you want to go ahead and introduce everybody else. I, I was getting there, but thanks for telling me. Uh, it was time. <laughs> Appreciate that. So, of course, uh, the third man, none other than Mr. Shane Mako. How are we doing tonight, Mako? I'm doing, I guess, better now that Xander's isn't on screen. Makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> when, it, when it popped up in his face one day, I was like, that's why, he, that's why he said it, right? He didn't have the pressure of seeing himself. He's I mean, like, if oh, it makes you feel so better, cool. we can keep him on screen like go. this right here through oh, most of the show. I swear he looks um, like a Sesame Street character. It's like I know he's not a puppet, but he I looks guys, like a puppet. I, I mean, he looks like he would be on a child molester registry somewhere know, in a post office. I know I'm not doing a live like, but I can still come in and out of the show. This is not going to be an hour long Xander's roast. Well, I, I didn't know you were there. I couldn't tell you. I thought that. we were I having a guest. Well, I, I forgot you were there. I, I mean, see the mute button. I'm on, sure. So I'm sure. Yeah, guest who's waiting see. in the wings calmly Please. probably sees this picture up on the screen. He's like, "Oh my God, where's my kids at?" Like, I, I need no, to. he actually. <laughs> me and me and our guest yeah. this evening have a great rapport. I love this man. He's awesome. So, are you going to get to him, or are you going to well, bring? That, well, like, that picture, he probably don't want you saying you love him. But that's. Hey, yeah. I tell you what, you bring him on. Let's ask. Him. All right. Well, let's hold on. Let's bring in the okay, the fourth okay. the fourth horseman of the violent gentleman here. We don't need him. Scott, what do you, yeah. you we don't need Scott Morgan. What are you? What are you trying to say? You hear that? You hear that kind of disrespect happening there, Scott E. I mean, yeah, that's that's, that's tough talk in Florida. No, that's that's exactly how upbeat Xander's is uh, toward his <laughs> friends. He's not like that toward other people. Just his friends. So. Yeah, to well, the gimmick, brother. That's, that's also yeah, uh, it's uh, a gimmick. That's for sure because he's the least upbeat person we know. I mean. I'm thinking we need to just do away with this phony, upbeat crap and just lean into this miserable Xander. It needs to be the, the, Ooh, like the character moving forward. Just the result, miserable, hates the world Xanders. I've, I've done nine years of no gimmicks. I'm not doing two gimmicks in two years. Sorry, guys. I'm sticking with upbeat. That's what, that's what happens is once you figure out how to get better or something, you just keep going and going and <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, but they say the best gimmicks, Stone Cold, all these different guys, is taking your real personality and amping it up to 10. So... I can't imagine amping miserable Xanders up to 10, but, oh, my God, it, it would have you to know, be good perfect, for something, right? The perfect example of what miserable – oh, man, it's like Matt Riddle, but miserable. Like, that's the perfect <laughs> – like, not what's up, bro. It'd be like, man, fuck you. Yeah, I, I, like, we get bro. we get what part you're talking about there. Uh, and, and, he, and he checks out. All right, we got that done. 
six oh six. We ran Xander's off, so now we can bring on our bring guest on. for the evening, the one and only. You may know him as Coach BT. You may know him as Brian Trammell. You may just know him as BT, but by God, you know him because he is a pro wrestling podcast host, one of the best out there. Let's bring him on right now, Mr. BT. How you doing? Oh well, buddy? well, what an introduction there. Thanks, thanks, Gene. Uh, I oh, appreciate that. Uh, doing good, man. I had to set an alarm clock, and it went off at fifteen to six. And I said, "What the hell's? What am I doing at six o'clock? What am I doing?" And and finally, you sent me the link to remind me. Um, excited to be here. It looks like I was the talk of the town last night on Facebook. So yeah, look at you getting over on Facebook, getting uh, getting heat. Oh, since we're popping pictures up here, yeah. Uh, go last ahead. night I'm scrolling through <laughs> Facebook, and all of a sudden I come across this <laughs> picture. And, uh, and a couple minutes later, I get a message from BT, and he's like, is that supposed to be me? And I'm like, it said wrestling podcast host with a fedora. I don't know of any of <laughs> He said, there. no, he says, I, I don't think that's you. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, he, uh, Justin was on Memphis Wrestling yesterday uh, managing someone. I can't know, can't remember which one it was he was managing. And he they called him Coach. Uh, and you know that was my gimmick back in the day, Coach BT. Uh, so I actually made a comment on the show just saying, oh, one of the misses was they called him Coach. They can't call him Coach because, you know, that was my gimmick. I was just playing around. And uh, then I saw that. But I think, is that his shoot name? I'm asking because it feels like it's one of those work Facebook pages, you know, where you're it's it's your work name and – and you can work all the angles on that page, but you know when you go to your shoot account, then then you're sitting around talking about you know babies and and eating at Logan's and stuff like that. Is that his real account? I, I I'd be lying if I Shane said for sure is I knew. shaking. Yes, I, I, I swear, it feels like it is. I, I don't know. I mean, I, he's I, he's got a Justin Klein and a JB Klein, but he says the JB Klein is just the backup account for when the Justin Klein when it gets. Band, well, like, this is one of the things I hate the most about Facebook is when you cut a promo on Facebook against if you're not cutting a promo, if you're cutting it with your shoot account or whatever, and then that person's one of your friends, you know, and y'all have a picture of y'all at the barbecue uh, a couple oh, yeah. weeks back or you're kissing his baby or something like that. I just hate that. And that's what it feels like on his page. So, yeah, it'll give me. It just, it, he's wearing the clothes of, hey, Brian Trammell, by hey, the way. Hey, hey, there's Charles. Just, just Charles. Back. I'm back. I had, to, I had to take a phone call. It was actually the people trying to get my flight stuff together. Either way. So, trying to get he your just what? seems. My oh, flight. flight. I, thought, flight. Okay, I thought you said I'm, something else. I thought you said <laughs> flies. I thought you said flies stuff to each other. Wait, what? I'm sorry. I, I was I, trying I, to get through that. I do I apologize. But, no, he just seems like a guy who, um, Likes to throw a lot of just rocks. <laughs> he just seems to throw a lot of rocks whenever he lives at a glass house. So hey, I'm famous. Just, Someone made a drawing of me and made fun of me. So <laughs> he took hell, he put it, he put effort into it. He put effort yeah, into it. I, I was excited. I, I that's what I, Gene said. I had to be famous because no one's ever done him like yeah. That. No one's ever drawn a picture of me. I'm actually <laughs> kind of jealous, honestly. Yeah, I, mean, I had one at Six Flags once. That was it. I paid for it though. Well, yeah, oh. <laughs> I mean, I want to see somebody draw this. I mean, oh, and yeah. after the and after the comments, you just Trimble, how Klein, how cool is that? Will. How cool is that, Trimble? Well, you know, you know, I, I like to. Well, as we were coming on to the show, I had to get. I got to see three guys without their shirts on, and Gene, okay. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm really disappointed. All these guys here. And no shirts gender, on. Right? Your your photographs always have your shirt on. So you just you just think you're disappointed now. If you see me without my shirt on, then you really. <laughs> I've really heard. I've heard. Is there is there any stuff of like Chuck the truck that might have shirtless pictures? No. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Well, upsetting. I guess we can't tease that being a possibility. I'm gonna go there, back. To there's more it. pictures of Bigfoot than me without a shirt on. I promise you. <laughs> and you might and you might confuse the two if there were, but nonetheless. Um. So you mentioned uh, that. You, you were talking about it on the Memphis show. So let's talk about, we've had you on in the past and we've talked about some of the different podcasts you do, and we'll talk about them some more uh, tonight as well. But you do something interesting. You do a review show, a weekly review show for the Memphis wrestling show. And it kind of, it comes on after each week after the Memphis show airs, you and Rhino JB, your co-host come on and you review the show and you go over a few different things. Tell us a little bit about, 
how that came to be and maybe what instructions you were given on the front end and, and what you guys do each week. Oh, well, it was, it was actually my idea to do a podcast. We did dynamite for, <laughs> instead of dynamite, we called it dynamite. So we wouldn't get in trouble. Um, Wednesday night dynamite. We reviewed the first 12 episodes of AEW when it came out. And that was my idea with, for Memphis wrestling. I'll do the first 12 episodes, give my thoughts on them. Uh, you know, get out of there, see you later, bye. And then I was offered the opportunity just to do it every week. Uh, it goes up on the, you know, Championship from Wrestling or Memphis Wrestling, whatever you want to call it. It goes on their YouTube page. It, you know, all the clips goes up there. It was an opportunity for me to increase my uh, my listeners in, in everything. I had to teach myself how to do videos and stuff like that. Uh, and it was one of those things where, Gene, I don't have any regrets about quitting WrestlingRideOnline.com except stopping the podcast. I wish I would have kept it going. Uh, it, I just didn't have the interest at the time. And then, you know, I wait, what, five years later and start the podcast. We've been doing it for another seven years. Uh, yeah. And it seemed like like the last couple of years, this year we have as many listens as we did the first four years of our podcast. So it has grown like crazy in the last year and a half, and it's because every week we're talking about Memphis wrestling, and and that for uh, one reason or another, that was what I did on the old website too. And it seems like I've grabbed a lot of them and a lot of new listeners too. But it all started with saying I want to do this for twelve weeks, and then Dustin saying, "Hey, won't you take it over?" And then right in the middle of it, uh, someone quit doing videos, and I taught myself how to do videos to put our our little clips. So I put wrestling clips with, you know, what we call hits, misses and stuff like that. So it's been fun. And it's, you know, my face has been on Memphis wrestling, which was, you know, that may sound funny, but it's one of those things you grow up watching Memphis wrestling. And I can actually say I've been on Memphis wrestling now. Yeah, so. I mean, they promote the podcast on the show. And that's what brings me to my next question. Cause I know this is kind of the wrestlers podcast and we do, I mean, we do have a lot of fans that watch, but a lot of workers watch it. And so, um, I know most wrestlers and especially people involved in podcasts are what they're thinking when they hear what you just described, what kind of pressure does it put on you to know that you're, you're doing a, a weekly review show and you used to do, you know, wrestling, right. Where you reviewed shows and, you know, it wasn't always nice. It wasn't always good. There was times when Corey Macklin wanted to come hunt you down in Jonesboro and different things, you know? Um, but what kind of, what kind of pressure does it put on you to know that they are, uh, sharing, you know, that podcast every week on the Memphis wrestling show, promoting it during the show. And, you know, Dustin and everyone involved is watching it and listening to your review. Does that sway you in any way? Or are you just like, Hey, here's my, here's my thoughts. Are they all I, you know, I had to sit down and decide. I mean, as when I did wrestling ride online, my idea was I was going to be, uh, I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to be the Dave Meltzer of the Memphis area. That was my idea. And then I was going to, if I really thought the matches sucked and I would shit on them, I didn't care. I didn't care what I said about any, you know how I was. I, yeah. I just said the truth, you know? Uh, and then, I mean, it grew to where that's, they, everyone expected me to do that. That's not really what I do on the podcast. I mean, when I came back with the podcast, I didn't, I got people that I liked or people I wanted to interview. And then when it came to reviewing, we, you know, just really didn't shit on a lot of stuff. Uh, and then when I started doing this, you got to give them, you know, the mulligan for, say, for the first, what, 12 shows maybe because they're lining everything out. And then it, it, it really, the best way I put it now is that I provide content for their YouTube page. Uh, and content for my, and what it is, it's a review show. And, and am I being a little bit easier than I was on wrestlingrideonline.com? Hell yeah, I'm easier on it. Uh, it's not, that's not my job. My job's not to just rip apart, you know, the TV show. That's not what it's going to be. My job is to provide them some content so that they can, so other people are talking about their show. And that's what I do. Now, if I find something that I really, think is just god awful horrible you you know you don't i'm texting dustin or texting somebody within the promotion saying hey you know this looks like shit let's don't do it this way whether they listen to me or not 
it is up to them. So it has been a unique uh, situation in the sense that it's not, it's just not WrestlingRideOnline.com like I used to do. Is it is it something to like where your wife and your your kids are just miserable hearing you complain about it, knowing that you can't complain on an actual podcast and be like no no honest. no no, no. <laughs> yeah okay yeah, I'm sure. a huge okay. I'm actually yeah. a pretty good a huge <laughs> fan you. of what they're doing because yeah. I mean I had such a history with Memphis wrestling and also it's kind of like okay so he said Corey Macklin wanted to get to me at one time Randy Hales hated my guts. Uh, Jerry Lawler thinks I'm a goof. You know, you know what? It's all the old timers or the people that already ran Memphis wrestling never gave it. And I was always the kayfabe guy. So you're not giving a kayfabe guy a break to do anything. And you come along and you have, you know, you have Dustin giving me the chance to do what I want to do and uh, be part of Memphis wrestling in, in one way. I'm a separate entity, but I, you know, and I, that's what I said. I provide content for them. What's what's one thing because we had Sal Renardo on last week. I'm gonna plug the podcast. Sal Renardo, who works for NWA. What do you think's one thing that's really missing from Memphis wrestling that's not taking off like it once? Like, cause I mean, like, there's people in Memphis and there's a there's clearly like during the offseason of basketball and football, or, like they don't have football, I don't guess college football, but there's an opportunity for many people wanting to see kind of good creative entertainment and like what's missing from that to be taking it to the next level. Man, I, I, you know, Dustin is a guy that was with the Redbirds. It's, you know, it sounds like I pat him on the back a uh, hundred times, but uh, here's a guy who was able to put Memphis wrestling back on television. There's all kinds of people wanting to, there's 10 promotions inside of Memphis right now running on a week, weekly basis. Uh, and what was missing was a TV show and it's actually getting the word out. There's so many people watching it. I mean, not what the numbers, if you go back and look at the numbers back in the day, they said there was 100,000 people or 80,000 people watching. Uh, the reason why is, you know, you just have an opportunity to watch everything. And, and well, I those think, ratings, those ratings were kind of ridiculous. Like a lot of that stuff was kind of fabricated. Like it was easy to kind of. Uh, work the television ratings and stuff it like that. It still is. Yeah. I remember radio, a guy I know in radio business told me the same thing that they go by those yeah. numbers, but they're, uh, you know, that's what they Everybody, make you sure really you do? lock. Everyone, please lock the show on YouTube. That would help us tremendously. Brian Tremble is going to promote us on all of his podcasts, even the Memphis show. I got I got on the last Pro Style show, so maybe I can get off a of Memphis show promoting. Chief there you Pete's, go, there you go. Uh, so I have no you. power whatsoever, so <laughs> that, that'll tell you right there. Uh, uh, and it was also, I mean, Rhino JB is a total different animal compared to me on the show. Here's a guy's never been part of the business, doesn't know the inner workings of the business or anything, and, and it gives a whole different opinion, you know, of the the wrestling show, which uh, I enjoy it, but. You know, I was expecting something different when I first uh, started with him. He's big on Twitch and everything, but he showed up for 78 shows so far, so I can't bitch about it, you know? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's jump to the comments for just a second here. Uh, Gary Wooldridge says, one, I'm one of the four people watching, and I'm in Florida. Well, guess Me what, too. Gary? So is Xanders. Y'all need to hook up down there and hang out. That'd be a good I'm time. I'm having a blast. Sounds like a great uh, idea. And then yeah, Gary also, wonderful. <laughs> wait a minute before I skip this one, <laughs> Xanders won't show up. Well, there it is. I showed up to Florida. Zing. You true. didn't want to. I didn't want true. to. But that's, that's if, either here nor there. It's just Sanders, Mako. Thanks for all the if, if If Dirty would have booked your vacation, you wouldn't have showed up. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> anyway. Hey, oh, can I? So, okay, we're having. Okay, so do we want to talk about the other one? Or I want to ask you a little bit because you mentioned him not like really being deep in the business. You're, I'm assuming this is your other, your co host. I'm sorry, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it's my co-host for for the Rolling Into Memphis show. His name is uh, Rhino JB. He's a fan, a big fan. He does Twitch. He um he did something where he does a, a league where you can pick a wrestler or your own wrestler and you go against each other on the WWE show. And it's it's like one of the things that started on Twitch that no one was doing and. I, uh, I, man, I sure know a lot of details about that, don't I? But uh, I just – I feel just, you. Yeah, he's a total different – you know, I told him, you know, at first, it, 
I, I used the M word and called him a Mark, you know, because because oh. that's that's the way <laughs> Not I, what I thought. <laughs> but uh, you know, M word. I said Sanders. M. I didn't I say said motherfucker. Funny, um, oh, <laughs> and then Sorry. somebody said they he's like it. the pro wrestling illustrated, and you know, I'm kayfabe and whatever. But you know, it just it's a different animal. It really is. I I mean, if you had if I had Gene, me and Gene did a show. I mean, it wasn't like either one of us was smarter than the other, but. It's a whole different thing when you're dealing with people that's never been in the business. Yeah. Well, so and, like, but you're going to run into that, right? You're going to always run into that, aren't you? I, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know, I don't pick those people. If Here's I want to pick somebody, <laughs> I think for what they're doing, I think that makes for a better show because it gives you two different perspectives. But it's, I think inside people who are involved in the business or have been involved in the business you're you're never going to have this you're not going to view things the same way as a fan someone with i mean yeah no, maybe they've never, read, never maybe they've read dirt sheets and have whatever inside information you can get on the internet which is a lot but they still aren't going to have the same perspective and they're not going to be as cynical as somebody who has been in the business and i actually when i first seen y'all were doing that show i actually thought I'm like that's actually pretty smart because Brian's going to have the inside outlook of it and his hits and misses and all this are going to be from the perspective of a guy who's been involved in the business for, you know, 20 something years and a fan for what, 40, 30, whatever it is. Yeah. Started um, in 1978, you know, so yeah. this kid, he's a kid. And the thing about it is, is, uh, I didn't know him, you know, your co-hosts and, and I've been friends with Lance for a long time and I've been friends with you. So, uh, I didn't even know this guy. So it's yeah. one of those things where we had a project, we went at it, and, you know, like I said, 78 episodes. You, uh, Someone sticks in there for that many episodes, with, especially with me. Gene, you couldn't even last that with me, so, you know. I, I'm not the one that ended the show, man. <laughs> I just stopped getting the, getting we the just message quit, every We month. just kept shitting on everything. It's like, uh, it, you know, is it really as good as we remembered? And, you know, it, it really wasn't as good as we remembered. Uh, not, so. not the stuff that somebody was picking, but I wasn't picking. So that's another that's story right, for that's another right. day. Uh, so, so Gary asked, how does BT feel about Bluff City Wrestling? <sighs> <laughs> Were you hoping that question wasn't going to come up? <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. You disappeared. And I was like, oh, well, he's not going to let me talk about that. Um, gosh, I got a lot to say, but I don't, I just don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the show yet. So we yeah. don't know what the TV show is going to be. Uh, he bought time at 10 a.m. Uh, on the same channel as Memphis Wrestling Airs, uh, Johnny Dotson. And so he has produced a show. They did some TV tapings. You know, uh, us five guys sitting right here could do the same thing that he just did. All we have to do is have the money to get the time slot and tape some matches and put it on TV. But there's a lot, a lot from getting the contract point A, you know, to point Z when you put it actually on TV. So I, when it, when it gets on TV, I might have more to say about it. Johnny's uh, an interesting character, and God, I just put it this way: I had a phone call from Johnny Dotson, so and we we might we might have heat. He did apologize, but he was upset about stuff that's been said, you know, about him uh, on a podcast. And, and I just I, I try to stress to him that you know this is a wrestling business. That's what we're doing. You know, we're we're talking about things that's going on. So. Uh, Gary says he hates you. I don't care. I mean, I've known I've known Johnny since I first got in the business. I, I used to tag with him and Alan Steele and Corinth back in 1998 or nine or whatever it was. Um, I have no insight into any of this. I've barely watched the Memphis show past the first few episodes. I've kind of lost track of everything. Um, but the part I don't understand is okay. Start another show because God knows Memphis needs another freaking wrestling that's show. the part that i but yeah but yeah. that's fine if that's what you want to do do it because everybody is but i don't understand this vendetta he seems to have of like it ain't just about johnny running a wrestling show at memphis it's like we want to take down dustin and memphis wrestling like <laughs> it's a war it's the saturday morning at 10 o'clock war or whatever the fuck you want to call it and that's the part I, I don't understand like all the mudslinging and all the shit talking i just don't think that does anything for anybody and it, it doesn't 
help. You have not. You have not seen. Yeah, you have not seen Dustin say one word about Bluff City Wrestling. That's yeah. why I was a little apprehensive of saying something. And my dealings with Johnny Dotson have been very few dealings with him. Uh, you know, I wish him the best, but I do know. I do know there's X amount of promotions in. It's the same thing with. I used to own a small restaurant, huh. and so I, in a small town. Did I ever want anyone else to put a restaurant in that town? Because the piece of pie is so small. Well, it's the same thing with Memphis. It's not the piece of pie is that small. It's just there's so many down people eating on that piece of pie. And and, uh, and the whole pie, and it, it's nothing there. So you, you you scatter out the fans. And then you try to make, uh, you know, you try to make it a war. It's so, it sounds so silly because, you know, in the things that Dustin did, to get the show on. I mean, he's been planning this for years. It ain't just like he got pissed off at somebody. And the story that's been told to me by many of the people backstage was Johnny showed up very late and was asked not to come back after he did those shows. And and that's one of the reasons. That was one of the main reasons. And almost everybody you talk to backstage will tell you, I say, do you have a good backstage? Well, everybody but Johnny Dotson. So it's just one of those things, you know, and, and I don't know, Johnny, I really don't. Uh, like I said, I've probably had two or three conversations with him in, in my whole life. And so it's just one of those things where uh, I, I just don't, I'm with you, Gene. I don't understand the vendetta part of it or, or, you know, I just, I don't know. He's, I, just, it, it I just don't think it's a good look for your, your company. It, it's, it's, uh, it's like on, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David's Spite Store, the coffee shop that he's opening. Right, just right. Spy, it's like a spite wrestling promotion, more or less. It <laughs> is, what, it is, but a lot of people do that, and it just oh it makes God. no sense. How yeah. many wrestling promotions over the years were started out of spite? I mean, probably, what, 70% of them? That may be a conservative number. I just don't – I mean, I think Dustin will keep doing what he's doing, and, you know, if they succeed, then more to him. You know, there's plenty of guys in Memphis that they can use that's wrestling for the other eight promotions there, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't re- – I mean, like I said, I used to know Johnny back in the day. I haven't been around him in years. I've been perplexed with Johnny in general. I finally, like, unfollowed him on Facebook just because the whole aspect of he's a preacher, but then he's MFing people on Facebook every day and threatening people and all this kind of – like, I unfollowed him – a couple of years ago before all this came around. Cause it's just like, man, this dude is all over the place. Cause it'd be, it's, you know, he's talking about people's gimmick Facebook and their shoot Facebook. And he'd be like, come Sunday, we're going to have a sermon on so-and-so, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be preaching about this and that at the church. And then an hour later, he'd be like that MF and so-and-so and just be trashing some wrestler. I'm like, I mentioned that. Is- yeah. Yeah. I have mentioned that in conversation. So it's just one of those, it's kind of weird. I kept him, I kept him on my Facebook cause it was kind of like a train wreck, you know? So, here I was. I wanted to keep him on there so I see if he's praising God or calling somebody a motherfucker. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I've been known to do that too, Gene. I, I praise God in the morning and call somebody a motherfucker in the afternoon. Oh yeah, but I don't. I don't tell you to come hear a sermon from me on Sunday. But that's, <laughs> or put a sermon a on the on the Facebook exactly. at eleven o'clock in the morning and then at five o'clock. But yeah, yeah, it, it happens. We called them and back in my day. We called them back row Baptists. So I. have that's what I was, a back row Baptist. Uh, Mako, Scott, you guys got anything y'all want to chime in and ask Brian about or anything? I just, I just looked at the uh, – I tried to look at the, the guy you guys were just talking about, Johnny Dotson, Bluff City, whatever we were talking about, Bluff City Wrestling. Yeah. I looked it up. I don't see – I don't I don't get that. Like, I don't know who is who, but that's just the stuff. I just feel like if you're going to put that much time at work and actually get on TV, the product should just be better looking than that, just off the poster alone. Like, that's uh, – I just – I don't know. I, I don't see how you can come at somebody firing all cylinders, and that's the best you can put up. Again, you just shot yourself in the foot for me. Well, you like, gotta have somebody. You gotta have somebody part of your organization that will say that poster fucking sucks. Make yeah. a different one. But you got yeah. a bunch of people that are saying, "Here's a poster, and how's it look? Oh, it looks good. That poster looks yeah, good." Those guys, those guys want to. They want a spot on the roster. That's, yeah, that's they want a spot on the spot. roster. That is probably my. Oh, I do not like that. Mister. That's one big. Just yes, it, man. Shane, just I want to ask you something. I'm going to be honest with you. Go look at that poster and tell me if you was a wrestling fan, would you pay to see any of those guys on that poster? I'm a wrestler and I wouldn't be paid to be on that show because of that poster. <laughs> so let me just go ahead and say that. There That's the part of that. I, you know, I just, I, I mean, it looks like one of the, 
Me and Gene used to do something in Gibson, Tennessee. It looks like one of the Gibson, Tennessee, black and white, and then but just a bunch of people that you don't know. You yeah. got to, you know, like, I'm a firm like believer. Killer's running his marketing department. Who? <laughs> Killer, wasn't that the name of that promoter over there? Yes, yes, Gibson? yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, just crazy, crazy stuff in that day when they weren't paying us like five dollars to come over. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess marketing never was. I mean, you know, I. I <laughs> I'm not gonna say everybody should have to do it, but when you have a roster like that, man, make the poster look fun. Make it, but you don't. I wouldn't even put the guys on the poster <laughs> because you don't need those. There's nobody on there that that's is, how you know. Yeah, it's gonna, that's gonna like, draw money. Yeah, so why not make like an explosion or something and, and just call it something? Come up with something catchy. Put more money in some graphic. Make it seem like fun time for the family. Whatever it is, but leave the leave the guys off because I mean I see guys on there and it looks like they're in their backyard where they took the picture. It's go. like. It's, they edited out the guy and stuck him on. I don't like when they do that either. That's just, just bad, bad, bad. I just, you know, it's the thing about it is you got to, you got to bring. Dustin's been bringing, you know, stars, quote unquote stars, but you know, uh, guys from WWE that's left AEW. Uh, you know, he's got Tony Nese coming in. You bring people like that for the one reason of getting, and Booker T's been there uh, so that they can get eyes on their their guys, and they've got some a couple of guys really over big and. And provide entertainment. Mike Anthony is one of them. Brett Michaels, a guy that couldn't talk on a microphone that I said would never, you can't ever get this guy over. I love Brett Michaels. I've known him for years. I can't get him over. can't get him over. He's fucking over. He comes out and the crowd goes nuts. And it's this big muscle guy that, well, he looks like a wrestler. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, all, that's all you get to do. That's all you get to do is put over Brett Michaels. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I was – I knew that. I, I knew that tag Xander's back in right there. Yeah, he's back. All right. So so you got heat with uh, – look, I start my own podcast here. So you got heat with uh, Brett Michaels? No. All right. No. <laughs> that was the best Xander's response ever. Man, uh, I tell you, that was delayed too. Yeah. Brett, so, Brett, so, it is storming. He's, here, he's had his like, one okay, with the gentleman. So I want to ask, like, so what, are, what are some of the qualities that are like set you apart? Because like, yes, graphics and design, but like it is once you get there, like wrestling does matter. And those Bluff City shows, I don't know, they might be booked. so great they run you out of business. You better hope not. But like what sets y'all apart like production-wise that's just like – I know Neil Taylor works with y'all, and he's really good whenever it comes to like a wrestling mind. I don't – I don't put a lot of people over on here, but Neil at least understands. You're saying y'all. I really, I really, I've never been to the building but one time, so I'm really not part of the promotion. I just provide them with stuff. But you were right about some things, like Neil Taylor. Here's a guy who everybody. I'm assuming everybody here knows Neil. Uh, But Neil was he's in you know producing the television show every week, uh, hands on on what's going on. Uh, There's something that they do that uh, not all the wrestlings in WWE and AEW missed. They missed the not the stories that are on the front, but they're doing a lot of stories constantly in the background. So you have an arc of a story going on with these two wrestlers in the background at all times. Uh, and then the stuff on the front. You got a couple of guys, about three guys booking this show that have been lifelong wrestling fans and, and want to see something different. And I've had... I had one legend who told me to kayfabe. He said that said it's the only TV show that's ever been on Memphis that had storylines that they did, and you know they closed the storyline. Memphis wrestling was the classic Memphis wrestling was a commercial for Monday night. You know that's all that was. Uh, so they really didn't have to close up storylines or do anything like that. I think that's what's going to set them aside from anybody else that comes there and the exposure that a Dustin star can give them who's in front of the Redbirds, who's in front of the Grizzlies, who's on CW30 doing this. There is the – him and his wife are the plus on that that's going to keep them separate from all the other people. And he has a, you know, a huge uh, YouTube following. So, How are yeah, you on yeah. time, Brian? I'm good. I'm good. All right. Uh, just to please, Anders, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to hit the commercial break real quick, and we'll be back here in about a little over two minutes. Are you looking to have a good time? Well, head on down to Happy Hour Comedy Club and Restaurant in Aniston, Alabama. Shoot you some pool, play you some darts, or head on over to the bar and get you a cold beer or one of them fancy cocktail drinks. They got all that. 
You hungry? Get you one of the best pizzas in Aniston or anything else off the menu. They got burgers, tacos, chicken wings, anything you want. Every Thursday night, they got open mic comedy and karaoke and live comedy every Friday and Saturday night with some of the top comedians from across the United States. Go to happyhourcomedyclub.com for more information and tell them why did Jenkins sent you. Hey guys, this is Wolfie D from PG-13. Check out my podcast, Live and in Color with Wolfie D, every Monday at noon. We're talking Memphis, we're talking ECW, WCW, WWF, everywhere that I've been. We even have some great guests, some Hall of Famers on the show with us. Every Monday at noon, Live and in Color with Wolfie D. You like barbecue? Well, of course you do, unless you're some kind of weirdo or wasn't raised right. So if you want to get some of the best barbecue around, check out P3 Barbecue. Our buddy David Estes does it up right. He'll be glad to cater to your next event or just send you some of his award-winning sauce right there to your own doorstep. Go over and check them out on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash P3 Barbecue or give old David a call at 901-679-3452 and tell him Whitey Jenkins sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling, the podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Dangerous Dan Colley, the Professor Jimmy Street, and the Plastic Sheik Jared are the undisputed six-man tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise, this trio does it all, and all they ask is... Give me back my pro wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Get ready to get inspired. It's Xander's Inspirational Podcast, the brand new podcast with Upbeat Xander's as he has one-on-one podcast sessions that both inspire and inform. Check it out as Xander's has a one-on-one interview with some of your favorite people in and out of the professional wrestling business. Give it a listen on GPTVLive.com. It's the Old School Dives Pro Wrestling Podcast with Shane Knowles and Gene Jackson. Every episode, they will take a deep dive into old school professional wrestling, pro wrestlers, events, all sorts of great topics will be covered every two weeks right here on Old School Dives. You can find it at GPTVLive.com and at YouTube.com slash Cheap Heat TV, it's Old School Dives with Shane Knowles and Gene Jackson. All right, well, now we uh, got two people's face missing here. Yeah, I was going to ask, but never oh, mind. Man. I, I'm sorry, by the way, it's coming a huge storm. And uh, Mr. Mr. Trammell, I just want to say, if you ever want to hear my Brent Michaels' like opinions, you just hit me up, I'll come on your podcast. And I don't want to do that here. This is about you, buddy. Uh. All right. Uh, I, you know, the thing about it is I just, uh, I don't, I've never really worked with Brett except maybe once. This was like when you first got started the business. So uh, you, you're thinking, I look at it as, a, I guess, a fan's point of view, you know, and what they've done with him uh, on that show to be able to make, to make him somebody. I, I mean, I didn't think, he's still not great on interviews, but they give he's him the three, worst. two or three lines to say now. <laughs> So uh, they got him over. That's what's that's yeah. what it's about getting somebody over. So I'm positive a, he's bad. Brett's a good guy. He, I mean, <laughs> anyway, despite Xander's negative bullshit. Anyway, Scott, uh, Scott, am I wrong? Scott, am I wrong? He's the truth teller. He's not wrong. Nobody's saying, uh, saying, <laughs> saying he's good on the mic. Brian just prefaced all that by saying he's not good on the mic. We've we've shared the room together. Um, Super nice guy, I guess. The worst. But, um, yeah, not not great in the ring. Uh, but out of everybody I, I've been in the ring with from that, Mississippi. I didn't say um, that, Scott, Scott shooting now. I just want to know. Scott no, shooting no, no, no. now. Out of everybody I've been in the ring with in Mississippi, he's probably still one of my favorites to work. Yes, uh, I would say that. Um, I would say that. There's three. At one point, there was three or four people that could wrestle Mississippi, and rest of them uh, didn't know what the fuck were they were doing. So that's I, now, I mean, now still, going, still going on there. I'm not yeah. saying any of this, by the way. Not saying any of this. Charles Sanders didn't say that. No, I just think I think I think uh, from what we've been working with, it's a lot of younger guys, and that's and that's including myself. 
So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like there are some, like me and Gene went to a show, the, the kid that I worked, Booty Smacks or whatever his name was, he, he was good. <laughs> he was good. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was very impressed with what we did. I was like, okay, all right. You get it. You get my, my, my thumbs up. But that's that, that's very few. And, like, I'm, I, I get it. But Brett, Brett, when I worked Brett last weekend, man, that's fun. I'm not going to lie. I like Brett. I don't like a lot of people, but. And the thing, I always give, uh, you know, uh, Boonville hell I've, for years. But, man, they're drawing great crowds. And and you got to, I guess, Neil on the back for that, too. Uh, they've got You're welcome. Places, You're welcome. Uh, places filled up. Uh, it's Sanders. Is that who's drawing all the, the people? Obviously. If it was, it would have been. When he, when he pops in yeah. for a week or two, he really spikes the it ratings. Just, just spikes that that thing. Thing. Woo! You're I mean, he's. Eric. I mean, Brett's marketable. I mean, if if you're going to, oh yeah, 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 build a promotion. I mean, okay, is he great on the mic? No. Is he, uh, you know, five star matches in the ring? No. But that isn't what sells on TV either. I mean, it's it's Hulk Hogan. It's a whole nother show. Hey so, man, Hulk hey, speaking Hogan, of, he just sold. He was just a seller, uh, and he just uh, sold, 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 and then made the comeback. Hulk didn't do shit. So, I mean, he was a baby face. He was, you know, the same thing with Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler was a good worker, but he didn't do much in a match. He just sold. And then he made the big comeback, you know. Tribble, do you read the damn comments or you just thanks to us? Fit me on about, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, don't comment on it because I, I know how many times they've worked Brett Michaels at EPW. Hell yeah. <laughs> hey, well, since he's watching and he's like, he's doing it, we could ask him, is that your shoot name or is that your work name there, buddy? Can't yeah, there was a discussion about that earlier, Justin. If they want to know if that's your shoot name or your work name, give him 15 uh, minutes when the internet's going to catch up to him. Hang on, yeah. I mean, to be fair, um, Justin, I would to love to pat you on the back. Hard. Uh, just say well, that for a little bit of inside information. If things go well, Justin Klein may be our guest here next Sunday on GP TV Live. So you'll have a chance to pick his brain, pat his back, whatever you, whatever you want to do, Scotty. Patting, patting's not the, exactly the word I was going to use, but I think it'd be a better kick. We're going to kick him in the back. We know what we're going to do. Smokey is Smokey oh, better right. have as many pictures up as he does of me. And I'm just um, saying, Smokey, come on, help us out. Oh, he's got some. He already had. He already had like a. We yeah, saw so, I mean, Smokey, Smokey's got some here to use to promote next week's show. Where you, come yeah. on, Smokey, where are you at here, buddy? Because we see this, uh, and that's, this is what he was talking about. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, see, this is what BT was talking about. Right? We can't. I see y'all could have had a big, y'all could have had a big convention down there in Florida. If Gary's down there, you're down there. Apparently, Justin's been down there. Y'all could have all got together in Florida. And I mean and this as an fix insult. The wrestling to, business, and no, no, no. I, and I'm and I mean this from my heart. I would never vacation in Florida. I'm just saying. It's the taint of America. Justin Klein says, if I come on, it'll be the highest rated show you've ever done. Well, <laughs> my, my question is, on, is it, it said the uh, Florida looks good on me. Is that because he's bigger than the state of Florida? Or yeah. Oh. oh. oh Does he have a tattoo of Florida on him? Is that what I'm asking? Yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> painful. Y'all just not being. Goodness. All right. So, Brian Trimble, how are you doing, man? Oh, man. I'm just sitting yeah, back. Yeah, Brian, I'm good. Brian's still I'm here, good. by the way. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Scott. What kind of says the female viewership peaked when you put put that photo up. So yeah, there you go. Hey, he stays in it, man. I get and there's then there's your answer, Brian. That's his working account. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're go. all good then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, <clears throat> before we start winding down, wait a minute. That mush mouth making jokes better check himself. Whoa, which one is that? Oh, you know he's, he's talking, talking about he your beard. Talk he's talking about your beard. Mush, mush is he, mouth. Is he talking mush. about this? He better not be talking about our guest <laughs> uh, Brian because I will not tolerate. Is he, it. Is he talking All about? Right. No one's going to come so on I just here. Wanted, and I also wanted to say, Brian. yeah. Yeah, I just want to say, if there's anybody, there's one person, and we've all learned this. Me and Gene spoke about this already. At least one person can wear a fedora. Only one person. Yeah, we know Everybody knows. One person. What? I wish oh, I had a picture of why I wear a fedora. There is a candy. No, There's a candy. Awesome. It's called Mr. Melon, and it's a Perfect. big round head, like my big head. And the the commercial has the guy with a glasses on, just like me. And so I tried to sue Mr. To Melon. Going. 
And so I had to get the fedora so I could look just like Mr. Mellon. So and that's, that's cool. the resemblance is uncanny, I will say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you had a solid lawsuit. I don't know why it didn't go through. But yeah, unfortunately for you. I've never met a normal person who wears a fedora. I've never, I've never claimed to be normal. Smokey, are you, you're putting a guy who's wearing a, uh, what is the little douchey frat hats? I don't even know what they're called. I know. Like that's the, like, that, that's, that's, that's the thing is he's, he's, he's at least 40. The visor. Yeah, he's 40 and wearing a visor. I don't want to talk to him about hats. Hey, hey, he's I, don't, so I, got, I got a question for, I got a question for BT. Um, Thank so you. I'm going to get off Justin Klein because uh, we'll talk about him next I appreciate week. Anyways, it. BT, um, you talk uh, a lot. You watch a lot of wrestling. You talk, you do a podcast on a lot of different wrestling. Uh, you watch a lot of different shows in that being the, th- the case. Right now, out of all the shows that are running, which one do you think is actually hitting the mark more times than not? Man, that's hard to say. I mean, with with what's going on, uh, you know, with the WWE, I don't watch the WWE, but I'm not that guy that says, you know, it sucks. I hate the WWE. I, I love what they do. They provide, uh, you know, entertainment for a lot of people. It's not – and uh, there's a lot of guys I like. Um AEW misses the mark a lot, but seems to really be, I don't know how to explain it, but the hard, they're swinging, they're swinging really hard. Yeah, they they are. There's a million, you're right. Yeah. There's a million people that's going to like them. I don't know if they'll ever get over that on a, a weekly basis, more than a million people, because it's the hardcore people. They're going to watch no matter what. And eventually there's going to turn, they're going to turn off some more people like, uh, because you know you you got so much blood, you got so much this, you got so much that. Uh, the history shows you you're going to eventually turn start turning people off because of it. Uh, you know, Onita had all kinds of crazy matches and eventually started you know drawing in the flea market for them. So uh, what what will people watch? What do I like to watch? I just got through with the whole G1 tournament in in New Japan. Uh, and I watch so many matches now. I I just I don't want to watch nothing really, if you want to know the truth, uh, because I watch so many matches. Uh, but I like I went you know in and out of what I like to what uh, what to watch. You you watch matches for the work rate, or do you watch matches for the just the storyline and everything? And so I come in and out of that sometimes. I, I want to see a really good you know, quote unquote, five-star match, but I also want to see the psychology part of it and how they did it, where they got there. Uh, how did they get to back? You know, all that kind of stuff. I, lo- I love that kind of stuff about the business right now. The TV show I watch the most is the AEW, the main show on Wednesdays. The other shows, I just watch pieces of them on YouTube. I hope that answers you, your question. No, it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Do you think something like the um, Nashville Coliseum show that they had for Rick Flair staying Conrad did a really good job with that? And, like, do you think that is something that can, like, bleed into y'all's area to where y'all could start doing? Like, I know that had to do with the retirement and a huge angle at the end of it. But, like, there's plenty of people around that area that, like, deserve that kind of, like, and it drew good wrestling numbers. Is there a market that, like, kind of helped you after that at all? Like, what are you I, talking about? Be drawing a, like, a big sh- – Like, Here's like you, ha- you're, you're in the Memphis area, so that's what right. I'm kind of wondering about. What did it do for Tennessee? It, what it, it did I, I'm not Nashville. sure what that did for them, but I, I want you to know the older guys from Memphis, like the Jerry Lawler's building D's and all that, unlike Ric Flair, they can't draw in Memphis. They don't draw them. They draw in other areas, but they, and they don't draw two or three times in other areas, except maybe Lawler, uh, but they don't draw in Memphis. They, they, they've already seen them, and they know what their age is in Memphis. Um so I don't I don't think there's the thing with Conrad and God he has just got so many good people and got so many Patreon members and got so much money coming in. This guy's done everything right. I mean everything he touches it turns to gold. So I mean I don't know if he could really. Uh, I already lost money on what was it? Sarcast the fourth one maybe. He Somewhere lost, in there. Yeah, Somewhere there was there, one yeah. of them that was real shitty that uh, that they said they had a lot of problems with. Uh, but I don't know if there is a name that you could do that with in the Memphis area that would really would draw a crowd like that. That you know, that's uh, and and you had people coming from everywhere for that. You know, I had friends for Chicago. well, and then you got to consider too so how many people were in town already for SummerSlam. I mean, right, Conrad's right, right. smart. He piggybacks off huge events, so he's not having to draw those people in the town. Right, right. He just has to pull a little extra money out of their pocket, which is smart. 
Is that something yeah. that helps y'all? I mean, I keep saying y'all. I know, I know you. No, it's all right. I understand like what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because like you, you do have like what you do say is something that they listen to because they they have you in a spot where you can speak your opinion about it. So like your opinion does matter when it comes to this, and you know I don't want anybody to get that twisted. We have you on here because you're most informative when it comes to like Memphis and like that area kind of wrestling because you study it the most. Is it is it something that whenever y'all get that kind of bump in attendance, whenever AEW comes or, you know, SmackDown or Raw shows up, is it something that y'all are capitalizing on? Do y'all see like growth in numbers throughout? He does. Do uh, what he does, okay. he promotes his shows on Sunday afternoon. They do three tapings. Mm-hmm. And when he brings somebody in, he has noticed that it's the new guys that he brings in, like the Lance Archer. Booker T did very well. Lance Archer. Thunder Rosa, people that are on television or been on television recently. It's not, it's not the older, it's not the older Memphis guys. It's not even the older whatever guys, you know, of the other. It's the current rosters of people that that are those people that come to Memphis Wrestling now watch wrestling. Now they don't, they may not even watch wrestling five years ago, but they are watching wrestling now. And that's where he sees an increase in in an audience, whether he gets to the point where he has to get a bigger building. I mean, that would be the awesome part of it. I mean, but you know, they got, they can put in, I think 120 or 130, which is not a lot, but you know, the tickets aren't $5 either. So, uh, and then you, you can fill it up and do standing room only and, and so forth and so on. It's a really nice building, but it's really small. So you, it's like a studio audience, uh, and his his idea is producing a TV show to make money, you know, and with commercials yeah. and all that. So, okay, so you're you're this unbelievable wealth of like Memphis wrestling knowledge. Let's say I, I want to just watch Memphis wrestling, and you want me to get hooked in. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you eight minutes of my time. What is somebody or a match I should look up from Memphis that'll catch me in eight minutes? There's a guy by the name of there's a guy by the name of Zay Washington. If you're a, if you're a worker and you like high flying stuff, this is a kid who's been wrestling since he's about 14, uh, and he just gets better and better and better, and he's getting better at putting together matches, uh, knowing when to you know do the hot tag, when to do all that kind of stuff. Zay Washington, somebody to look for uh, on that Memphis show. Uh, and just go out of your way to watch some of his matches, and you'll see something a little extra special about that guy. Uh, that you know, he's one of my picks for a guy that could go wrestle and work anywhere he wanted to. I think he pointed out something earlier that is lost on a lot of a lot of people: um, the fact that the Memphis wrestling that you know so many people know and love and reflect on and compare everything to was a weekly commercial to come buy a ticket Monday night to see this match that we're going to make you feel like before the end of this 90 minutes, you've got to go see what's going to happen. And the later versions, like the Corey Macklin version, and then now Dustin's version, it's a TV show. It exists as a TV show. Yes, they may put on the occasional live event, and they may try to steer you towards that, but the TV show exists as a TV show. It's there to sell ads. It's there to draw viewers like you say that that building is a studio sized audience by design that's what they're trying to draw in there uh i don't think people really really understand i mean even back to uh, when you went from the the old school wrestling everybody loves loves and carries on about to like the monday night war period the monday night war it became about ratings and putting the best stuff on tv to get you to watch that tv show it no longer was so much about selling tickets and i think nowadays uh it gets it gets hard to distinguish between the two i know like for a show like epw where you're trying to do both you know this tv show does not solely exist to promote your weekly uh events where you sell tickets but you do run weekly events to sell tickets to and so how do you not show too much on tv to prevent people from coming to buy the tickets and how do you not make it too much about having to come see things to where people are like, well, I'm not going to watch this show because I'm, you know, I've talked to Neil and, you know, they've got some, you know, people that watch it in other states that just enjoy the show. Well, they're not going to come to Boonville. It don't matter how big a match or how big a name 
whatever you bring there, they're not coming to Boonville, but if enough of it became focused on, all right, everything's geared towards coming to this show next Saturday night, then they may not watch it. And I think to me, if I was in their shoes, that would be the hardest thing to navigate is trying to run a wrestling television show that stands alone as a wrestling television show, but also trying to sell tickets as well without yeah he's you know with with epw doing that dustin really just does it you know they have like five or six shows in the can at all times that's the part that i find difficult if i was doing it it's to be to have that many shows taped ahead of time and try to follow those storylines and you know like i've caught them messing up with the belts someone one of the girls was at a show with the the title belt, but she had not won the title belt yet. Uh, things like that. Yeah. But you get so wrapped up in what's going on at the building compared to what's going on on the TV show. So that's got to be a hard thing. And it's a, I, I have not been spoiled to almost a few things. Like there was a belt change that someone told me, um, but they don't tell me the spoilers because I try to watch it, uh, you know, watch it when it happens. And I, I hate watching uh, wrestling if i know what's going to happen in the end you know i just don't like it at all so so uh jimmy street who uh is one of our co-conspirators in podcasting we uh we promote each other's shows question, and everything. good guy but that's a great question is there as much money in jerry lawler's last match does he wrestle too much for that to be big i think he does i think uh so where would you want jerry's last match to be you it know, would have to be Memphis. It so would, have, it to would Memphis. have to be Memphis, and I, I don't know. It's not and, draw. You know, I mean, historically, get, it's that's not going to draw. Uh, uh-uh, and you have to get a lot. I mean, you'd have to get a lot of people in. It, maybe you know a couple of thousand people, but how many was in the Flair building? That, see, I don't know how many people was in. The okay, Flair. so and let me let me ask you this: How much older does Jerry Lawler need to be before it becomes relevant? Because, like, you know, if if. I really believe if Bob Armstrong would have said, look, I'm absolutely promise you this is my last match, they would have filled out a building if somebody would have promoted it the way Conrad did. You know, well, maybe, but the, the flair thing was more of a morbid curiosity than anything else because he nearly died. There was a time when you didn't think there was any chance he was going to live. And most, the majority of people who were at that show, both in the crowd and in the back, thought there was a very strong chance that you may watch Ric Flair die live on fight TV that night. Uh, Lawler, same thing. He nearly died. And <laughs> he, so, did, yeah. he did die, and, by the way. He did die. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, but he immediately, as soon as he was physically able, was back to wrestling in Tupelo and Saltillo and BFE, Tennessee. And <laughs> I mean, you could see him anywhere. Burt Prentice shows. He was all over the place all the time. And I think the Flair thing's different, though, Gene. I'm sitting here thinking because they ask about Lawler. Flair was national. Yeah, he yeah. was everywhere. Was Everyone watched Ric Flair. Every, I mean, you know, Lawler was more territorial. Even though he went to he went to WWE. Same thing could be said about Bob Armstrong. I'm a huge Bob Armstrong fan. Big mark for him. I always have been. I know Gene loved Bob Armstrong, and Xander sounds like he did too. But just us. I mean, if you put him on, even on a podcast, uh, Conrad could probably not draw, you know, as many people as he did with this Ric Flair thing. And you got to pat, by the way. Yeah. You got to pat Jeff Jarrett on the back for everything he's done for that match. 6,800. 6,800. Yeah. 6, okay. 6,800 people. How old is uh, Jerry Lawler? That's what I want to know. Too, Close to the I same mean, age as Flair. He's in yeah, his 68, 70, something like that. Yeah. Okay. What if it, I mean, so like if he put out a training video, like that, they marketed that thing so well because he did put it out. And I think there's a lot more of like if you got in the Twitter sphere and like kind of laid low off of Ric Flair or like Jerry Lawler laid low and didn't say anything and then came out and was like, hey, look, I'm done after this. Everybody come hang out. I think you would probably see close. Draw, I mean, maybe, but I don't well, know. Ric Flair is a different. Here, I love Jerry. I, as a fan, I was a huge Jerry Lawler fan, but I, I think. I, I may be wrong here, completely wrong, but I think Ric Flair was a different animal, like a Ric Flair, yes. the Hulk Hogan's, the uh, people like that. So People don't understand, if you are outside of the South, the majority of wrestling fans outside of the Southeast 
no Jerry Lawler as a commentator who used to get in the ring every now and then on WWE. They don't know him as this main event, high level wrestler. They just don't. He's not on the level of a Jerry Lawler on a national stage. And I also don't think if Conrad would have just went to Nashville on a random Sunday afternoon and booked Ric Flair's last match, you would have had 7,000 people there without right, already right. having I agree with you. SummerSlam yeah, yeah. in town. And you sure as hell ain't going to do it with Lawler. And I love yeah. Lawler. Uh, I do. I'm, I'm probably a bigger fan of Lawler than I am Flair. But that's just, I mean, that's just facts. That was a huge star alignment because, like, Jared's really big in Tennessee. He's huge in Tennessee. And so, like, he they, they played it as about as well as you can play something like that. I, I commend them for that. Good job. <laughs> Uh, by the way, just a fact, a fact check. Uh, Flair is seventy three. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler is seventy two. Yep, there you, go. there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy because I mean, but like Flair does it. Like I, I don't know. I haven't seen Lawler in a while, so maybe he looks different. But Flair, good lord, he looks every bit of seventy. No, Lawler does. Lawler only does like two or three moves, but up close and you know personal, Lawler doesn't look much different. He's had a little bit of work done too, but but uh, he where you know he he does the hot tag. You know, punches a couple times, boom, 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 it's over. So I wrestled Lawler twice in the last six, seven years, and at no point did I feel like, oh, God, this dude might die on us in here. Right. Looking at Flair shuffling down the aisle in Nashville, I would have been scared to death to lay a hand on Ric Flair. I would have, that's what I wanted to ask is, have you ever watched uh, Jerry Lawler come in on a cane? Cause no. that like I and I saw and I saw Tracy Smothers do that a couple of times like oh, and it was just like man I don't want to be anywhere near this. Yeah. No, and I mean I, and a couple of times I wrestled Jimmy Vay and I was like I was scared to do anything with that dude because he looked like if you hit him with a working punch he would just shatter. Uh, but and Lawler to this day doesn't come off that way. So no. it's it, I no, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want to get hit with Lawler's left. Apples. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe 10 yeah. years, maybe 10, 10 more years, Jerry Lawler might get that. Well, BT, it's been great having you on, man. You're always a favorite guest of ours. And uh, we want to, <laughs> I want to have you back again before too long because I think you would be someone who would have a good time playing our new game that we started here oh, on back. Porn star or wrestler. <laughs> That's where we take random names and you have to guess. Whether it's a porn star or a wrestler. And these guys can all attest it's a hell of a lot harder than it sounds. I promise. Mako killed it last time, dude. Yeah, he was Mako, awesome he either really knows his porn stars or really knows his wrestlers. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say he really knows wrestlers, but <laughs> we know, buddy. Back, back <laughs> in the day, I actually wanted to start a porn star newsletter where you told them their real names and then Wait. you ranked their performances. Like Is you give the... them three and a half stars. It was called Cinema. I never did it, but in my mind, that's what I was going to do. That was do. a missed was opportunity, like, sir. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, you, you know, we could have talked about how much juice was there and all kinds of fun stuff. So, there's your next woo. podcast. Is that not the plot, the entire plot for the Seth Rogen movie where uh, what knocked up? I think that's the entire plot. Like, I think that's his business idea. That's the way to go. They stole your gimmick, dude. What a horrible uh, thing. I, that's, I mean, that was one of those things where their news, back in the day, newsletters were the thing to do, you know. Uh, yeah. Now it's podcast. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I want to do a porn podcast. You know, I got, nah, I got three kids and a and a wife. So yeah, yeah. yeah you'll be back here next you're time. You're much, you much too respected for that. But you'll play the porn star versus wrestler game. Right? Oh sure. Oh hell yeah. Oh hell yeah. And also, one more thing to all the cheap heat motherfuckers. All right, you know that's the sign that it's time to plug our social media. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is at Cheap Eat TV Live. YouTube is uh, tiny URL slash Cheap Eat TV because of our misfortune of losing our other YouTube page. We won't go into that tonight because it's still a sore subject. But anyway, as Xander said earlier, please, 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 please subscribe to our Cheap Eat TV YouTube channel. You'd be helping us out a lot. Please share this podcast around. Let everybody hear what BT had to say. Let Johnny Dotson hear what he had to say. Get him riled oh, up. Let, let Johnny not, cut not Mandy Lace promo on BT and Memphis Wrestling this week. <laughs> and get us some views charging. in the process. Uh, we appreciate <laughs> sure appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I appreciate being on www.stspod.club. You get all the 
uh, episodes. Look, I'm starting to plug my shit here. Uh, WTF is our, Thank you. Thank is you. our highest rated show. It gets more downloads than anything. It's called uh, WTF News Desk. And guys, I know this is not going to surprise y'all, but we come up with 10 things every month that uh, wrestling uh, wrestlers did that was really stupid. So <laughs> it's real easy to do. MMA and wrestling. Yeah. It's real. We usually have about 22 things that we have every month and we have to scatter through 10. So nice. it's a really fun show with me and my co-host Lance Levine. So. And that, folks, is why BT is the king, because he remembers <laughs> to plug his shit. That's right. You got to plug your shit all the time, do. man. So kudos tune in next sunday night we may be joined by the one and only justin klein and in case you missed it just real quick before we leave justin klein said prestige worldwide wrestling i hear is hitting on four all four cylinders or maybe those were suit cans we'll have it on next week he left apparently uh, we started talking about new japan and anime and by the way, Xander, no idea, no idea. Nice webcam. You've never looked better. So there you go. We'll see how we'll see how his quality next week is. I'll be in. We'll California. see how we'll see what prestige prestige is going. Not to. very positive, Sanders. Tisk tisk tisk. So there you go. Join us next Sunday night for Justin Klein. And as always, thank you for watching. And the audio version will be up later tonight. So if you want to hear us and not see us, I don't know why you would, but you'll have the opportunity. <laughs> Catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you're looking to have a good time, we'll head on down to Happy Hour Comedy Club and Restaurant in Aniston, Alabama. Shoot you some pool, play you some darts, or head on over to the bar and get you a cold beer or one of them fancy cocktail drinks. They got all that. You hungry?